God good or is God good? Time and days of great opportunities that are coming, coming our way. Um, you know, this morning, I just, just kind of over and over and over again, I, I continue to see the the, the, the comparison between living a life by faith in God and living a life you trying to accomplish it on your own. And there's a huge difference. And yet, and yet, if you're not taught the difference, you don't know really what it looks like. I'm going to say it again. It's a life that you would live by having faith and trust as the song as several songs that we sang today faith and trust in God to lead you versus you just in your natural mind trying to figure it out based on the information that you've been given in life whether education whatever it is how you were raised or whatever um and I'm just telling you today, I've I've said this many times, if you've been around here, you've heard this said before, but I'm going to say it again. One of the greatest revelations I ever got in my life was that I need help. I need help. I mean, I need help. The longer I live, I realize I need help. I can't do this thing on my own. I can't figure this life out on my own. And it just so happens in the Word (laughs) that He gave us a helper. His name is, His name, not it, His name is the person of the Holy Spirit. If you're born again, you're born again of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that's in you. Jesus Christ is at the right hand of the Father, and God set it up to where Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father in all authority, dominion, and power, Holy Spirit inside of us, right? And the Holy Spirit who is our conscience revealing to us the mind of God from the right hand of the Father, if we'll listen, He'll show us how God put this whole thing together. And He'll show us over time why we're even here. We're not here to compete against one another. We're here to be for each other. As my wife said earlier, you know, when you hear someone else advancing and prospering, man, you want to jump right in and rejoice. Knowing if God did it for them, right? If I hear that something good happened to Dale here, and I already know that I'm his favorite, If he did it for Dale, he'll do it for me. How how many know that you're God's favorite? So when you hear something good happening for someone else, man, you get right in the middle of that, begin to rejoice because yours just around the corner if you can rejoice. Because see, I'm his favorite, and if he did it for someone that is not his favorite necessarily in my eyes, you know, but he is in his eyes or her eyes or whoever, man, then he'll do it for me. But if you're not believing for anything, if you've never been taught how to believe for things in life, then it's kind of, well, you know, 
Maybe it'll happen and maybe it won't. No. If it's going to be like that, then I'm going to do it on my own. I don't want this maybe thing. I want to have absolute assurance and confidence that God will do what he said he would do. Did you hear me? If it's not that way, then I'm going to figure it out for my, my, myself. I'm going, to, I'm going to go on my own journey and figure this thing out. But it's not that way. It's the way God said it is. Amen? So today we're starting a series in the month of February. What's the month of February? It's the love month. Amen? The love. And so... Um, title of my series, my message for this month is The Way of Love. The Way of Love. How Love Operates. We shared, kind of started the series on when, this past Wednesday night. I just shared a few things. And I'm going to get into it today. And, and you, you don't want to miss this because I've actually never taught a message on love like I'm teaching it this month. And um, the Bible talks about Four different types of love. And this uh, last Wednesday, we, we talked about those. Today, we're going to talk about two of them. And um, those loves, those love, um, uh, you'll see them on the screen. These types of love, number one, are storage love. Not storage, storage. And that's a family love, like a parent would have for a child. That's one type love that the Bible talks about. Now, you can read all kinds of information out there, and there's all kinds of different other sources that have 8 and 10 and 12 and 15 different categories of love. But the Bible talks about four that I can find, that I see. And uh, number two is eros love, which is romantic or sensual type love. And our society, our world, you know, has that, has that love all screwed up? I mean, literally, all messed up. I mean, it's all backwards, the way God created it. I'm just telling you because I know I was in the midst of all that uh, in my life before I got born again and even after I got born again until my mind changed. The, re- the reason trusting God is so difficult is wherever you come to a place where you realize you need to learn how to trust God, you got to deal with all the past in your life that's stored in your soul. You have to renew your mind. The Apostle John said in the little Johns in the back, third John, uh, 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 third John verse 2, it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Soul prosperity is the renewing of the mind or the thinking of the mind. So that you go from thinking the way you used to think to thinking like God. And if that process doesn't take place, you'll never learn what a life of having faith and trust in God looks like. See? And if that's the case, then we enter into life not knowing some of the things that we're talking about in this series. Not really understanding what family love or a parent-child relationship and love really looks like because you were never taught. It's not because you're bad. You know, every human being on the planet was created in the image of God. Every human being, whether they're born again or not. And the Bible says, because the Bible says so, 
And the Bible also says on the heart of every person is written the laws of God or the ways of God. Inside of every person are those ways. But if you're not taught those ways, then your mind overrides your spirit If you never get born again, you never get in a position in life to be able to renew your mind with the power of who God says you are from the right hand of the Father. Because see, Jesus is there representing you and I. He's got all the answers, but we got to get it from him, and there's a way to do that. That's what this place is all about. That's why we meet here. We don't meet here because of any other reason other than putting the Word of God first place and learning how to reveal the truth of that Word so our thinking changes so we can be all God created us to be. Do you know the Bible tells us that God had a plan for your and my life before Adam and Eve? I don't know. He just said it. We've talked about it a lot around here. But God had a plan for you and my life before Adam and Eve, before the foundation of the world. So that plan, for it to be instituted and you walk in it, you've got to understand His ways. And what we're talking about in this month is His supreme way. The third type of love is phileo love, selfless love, or friendship love. The Bible talks about there's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. It's that type of a love, laying your life down with as much understanding as you know and and, and can fathom and can grasp. And then the fourth type of love is the true supreme love, the agape love. It is the supreme love. It's the God kind of love. And we're going to look at a verse of scripture today that it's pretty much foundational for everything we're talking about. And uh, it's found in 1 John chapter 4. And verse 7. And it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Not just born of God, but he knows God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Say that. Say it again. God is love. So what is love? God. So what real love is, is agape. It's God love. It's the supreme love. And I'll just say this. You will never understand storage love without understanding agape love. You'll never understand eros love correctly without understanding the God love. You'll never understand the phileo love, the friendship type love, how to lay your life down, how to not think of yourself but think of others first. You'll never understand that and be able to do that if you don't understand God who is love. Now, if you notice in this verse, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. When, When you see love in operation, 
when you see a person being kind to an unkind person, it's because they have somewhat of an understanding of God. A person who loves and does what love does is because they know God. So when we don't do those kind of things, when we're not kind, when we're constantly reacting to issues in life that people do, we we react because we think we're justified and we have the right to react because they've done something to us. When we react like that, we react that way because we don't know God didn't mean that we're not saved. He said, you're born of God and you know God. The day you got born again doesn't mean you know God. Your mind's still telling you all kinds of things. I hear people all the time say, you know, that person did this and they say they're a Christian. Well, I'm sure they are. But they're unrenewed in that area. They've not learned how to do this. So how do you do that? Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, you go back and look at it and meditate on it yourself. But in the Amplified, Matthew 6, 33 says this, but seek at, aim at, first of all, that's not the way it says it, is it right there? But seek, aim at, and strive after, that's what I was missing, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. Now, in, this is the Amplified, and in parentheses, that's defining what his kingdom and righteousness is. His way of doing and being right. His way of doing something and being right. His way of doing. His way. I, I was really blessed to have my, my earthly father here today. My dad uh, is here in the service with us. We've spent the on and off the last couple of weeks together. We do that every year. We go to the PGA, the PGA Merchandise Show down in, in uh, Orlando, Florida. He has a booth down there, and he's, a, he's like a rock star down there. He said people stand in line to shake his hand and talk to him because of the things in his world. Uh, he, he does a lot of great things. He's been with me. And so we were watching Fox News yesterday, uh, and uh, it was just something about the wall being built on the border. And uh, they had three people, and every one of them had an opinion, and all the opinions were different. Anybody ever watch those kind of talk shows? Huh? And you see a lot accomplished during that? You see absolutely nothing. They argue, they spit on each other, they yell, scream, you know, and finally the person that's, that's emceeing it shuts it down. Well, we got to go to a commercial. Thank God for those commercials. Uh, man, to get you out of that mess. Huh? Why? Because it's this person's opinion and this person's opinion and then this one kind of in the middle, you know, that has no guts to stand up and at least have a side, you know. I mean, it's, it's just disgusting because everybody's trying to say that their way is right. But I found out in Scripture right from this verse right here, give me that again, he has a way of doing and being right and that's what I got to seek after. See, the way you learn to trust God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul is to know that he loved you in spite of you. Like I said at the beginning of the service, you need help. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, in life, you need some help. 
But you don't need help from who you think. You need help from the helper, the Holy Spirit, the one that's got all the answers that will reveal truth to you. And when truth is revealed to you and it begins to change the way you think about something, man, the liberty, the, as my wife was talking about, it, the opportunities that are coming as we're talking about, this is, this is a season of the door being open, opportunities being open. Jesus, who is the door being opened to us and who he is being revealed to us like never before. When you have that, you've got the recipe for no limitations. Like there's no limit, there's no ceiling on what you can accomplish in life because you can go above and beyond anything that you can even ask or think of. The Bible tells us that. All the things I'm quoting today are word. They're the Bible. They're what God says is so. And when we find out his way of doing and being right, give me that one more time. His way of doing and being right, then everything else, all these other things taken together, will be given you. All the other things that you think you need, all that will happen, but it will happen his way. See, see, that's why I said there's a huge difference in learning to trust God and walk, it, walk his path in his way versus you trying to make it happen. And I promise you, you don't have the capability. I, I, mean, I mean, you have the capabilities, whatever smarts you have, whatever you've learned in life, whatever education you have, you have that ability to accomplish what you want to accomplish. But at the end of the day, your faith and trust is in you. I can just tell you right now, you can't trust yourself. But you can trust God. And when you can trust God, then you can trust yourself. Because you only find yourself doing what he wants. And when we get that down, we got, we, we've got it covered. I'm telling you, we got, we've got this life right here. And, and, and then w the world and life and fear doesn't control you. God does. And there's no limitations, there's no end to what can happen in our life. Can you say amen to that? So... This agape is what we have to understand to understand everything else. So today, I'll, I'll, I'm going to just, in these next few minutes, I'll, I want to read um, just several verses of Scripture. And I want to start with a verse of Scripture that really touches on the storage love, the family type love. It touches somewhat on the eros love and the phileo love. But I want to show you from Scripture how that none of these other types of love can function correctly and properly without the supreme love being developed inside. I didn't say you, you, you have to wait till everything's perfect in your understanding. You just have to be on the road of developing it. How did I tell you to do that? Matthew 6, Seek his kingdom, his way of doing and being right, and then all the other stuff will happen. And we don't spend our life so busy wearing ourselves out, trying to figure something out. How's the next thing going to happen? What's the next thing in my career? How am I going to, you know, climb the ladder and accomplish all these things when God's got the plan? It's very difficult for people to relinquish the control and the hold of their life and allow God, who you can't naturally see with natural eyes and necessarily feel and just know his presence, you have to believe in that to experience that sense and that feeling. You have to believe in it first. Not, okay, God, show me. You know, give me a sign. 
you know, fleece God, give me, give me some crocodiles, you know, coming across my path in Kerrville, Texas, and I'll just know that it was you. Well, it's just not going to happen, right? I mean, you know, it, it, it might, but that's, you, you don't want to live that kind of life because you're just going to be let down time and time and time again. But when we hear the voice of God and we do what he tells us to do, then we can accomplish so much. Amen? So today I want to look at Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 and verse 9. And I'm going to read this uh, in the New King James, and then I'm going to read it in the message. Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love, in honor giving preference to one another. Learning how to do that. How do you, how do you give preference? Um, those, that verse 9 and 10, uh, I want to look at that in the message. Put the message up there for me. He said, um, love from the sinner of who you are. Don't fake it. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Um, I think everybody wants to really do that. But we're afraid to do that. But God will teach you how to do it. Man. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on for dear life to good. Now watch this last part of this. Be good friends who love deeply. Be a good friend, in other words, who loves deeply. Practice playing second fiddle. Another great revelation in life is that life doesn't center, is not all centered around you. That's another great revelation that we need to get a hold of in life. Life isn't just about us. And when you realize that, then you learn to do the things that he said right before that. Love from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run for dear life from evil. Hold on to dear life. Hold on, uh, hold on for dear life to good. Be good friends. Be a, be a good friend to someone else. What, 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 what does a friend do? And we're talking about this storage-type love. What does a good friend do? A good friend is going to do what they say and be there no matter what. Somebody you know you can trust in. Not somebody that tells you something and, because they're wanting something from you. Don't be that kind of a person. Be somebody that, that really that is going to be real from the heart. And, and listen, if, if, you're, if you're not that, if you struggle in that area, say with certain people, then seeking his kingdom and his way of doing and being a real friend, that's where it happens. So, so you learn to do things God's way versus how you've done it in the past, and that's how your mind and your thinking gets renewed. You, you can't do it in your own ability. I promise you, you cannot fix that yourself. But you know what? I, I can guarantee you where you're not walking in love, I can guarantee you, you really don't like that. You know why? Because you were created by God 
to walk in love. And where you're not doing it, it's just because you've never been taught how to do it. No one's ever stood behind a pulpit and challenged you that way. Or maybe you've been challenged and you've just done nothing with it. Either way, today's the first day of the rest of your life, and now's a good day to start practicing. So when somebody blames you for something that you didn't do, instead of retaliating, I mean, what could you do? Maybe pray for them? Just shut your mouth? I can't tell you how many times I've had people say things about me that I never even thought about. I've had people say things about me, and not only did they say things about me, but they put it on social media about me. So, so what am I going to, what, what's your natural mind tell you you want to do when something like that happens? Oh man, I'm going to run out there and try to fix it all. And the more you try to fix it, the worse it gets. Because now you're justifying yourself. Now you're saying you didn't do anything. Maybe that person that is hurt or you, they did you wrong and they're saying things about you. Maybe you did do something and you just don't know what it is. So let's take that and what's the worst can happen that other people are going to think negatively of you. Is that going to affect your life? If it is, you think too much about what other people think. You need to think more about what God thinks. As long as my wife is happy with me, I'm good. Hmm? And you say, well, Pastor, I'm not married. Okay, so somebody else. I mean, focus on the, uh, focus on the right person. Don't think, don't go around upset, mad, and frustrated, and oh my God, what, what are they going to all think? They're going to think whatever they want. And you can't make them think different. And the harder you try, the worse it gets. That's why I'm saying you need help of the Holy Ghost to show you you don't need to try to fix everything. You can't. But I'll tell you what you can do. You are free to absolutely love without any conditions. And we're going to read 1 Corinthians 13 in a minute to tell you how much you get to love. Oh, man, we get to love. No, no, I don't have to love. I get to love. Did you hear me? I, I get to be this guy. Look, look at, um, look at uh, in the message, look at verse 11 in Romans 12. So remember what he just said about loving from the center of who you are. Don't fake it. Run from evil. Hold on to love. Be a good friend to people. Practice being second fiddle, playing second fiddle. Then in verse 11 he says, don't burn out. <laughs> Because you can burn out doing that. Hmm? How, do you, how, do you, how do you keep it fresh doing those kind of things? By continuing to do them. And beginning to look at the good in people instead of always focusing, yeah, I, I acted right, but you know what, they this, that, and that. You'll wear yourself out with that kind of attitude. Can you be kind in an unkind situation, when someone deserves to be slapped, can you be kind and react in a positive way and it really work? I'm telling you, you can. Because I know. I've been on the other side and now I'm on this side. And I can't wait to wake up in the morning to love. I can't wait to wake up in the morning to love. Everybody say, I'm a lover. 
I promise you, this month, if you listen to what I'm saying and do something with it, you'll become a greater lover in all these categories right here than what you've ever been in your life. You, you'll begin to be that and then take it from this month and carry it out and practice it for the rest of your life because there's no more important message on the planet than the message of love because that's who God is. He's the God of storage love. He's the God of eros love and phileo love. He's the God. He is the agape love. He is that love. But he's the love of these other types of love. So you can't separate agape and storage. Because you have to love family and people closest to you with the God kind of love or you're going to create offenses and you're going to get mad and you're going to burn out. That's what he's saying right here. Don't burn out. Keep yourself fueled in a flame. How do you do that? Through the Word of God. Hearing the Word. Doing something with the Word that you're hearing. Keep yourself fueled in a flame. Be alert. Servants of the Master. Cheerfully expectant. Everybody say, I'm cheerful. Everybody put a smile on your face. I'm cheerful. Expectant. Amen? We're believing for great things. Could walking in love create some of these opportunities that we're talking about in life? Could it open the door for things? Absolutely. Absolutely. In some cases, in people's lives, that's what's waiting. So, came to the right place at the right time to hear this good word, and you're going to do something with it. Don't burn out. Keep yourself fueled in a flame. Be alert. Masters of the servant. Cheerfully expected. Don't quit in hard times. And I promise you, the only way to not quit in hard times when you have the helper helping you because you've asked the helper to help you. You know what the helper will do if you don't ask him? Okay, I'm ready. Come on, just ask me. And he'll sit on the sidelines and he'll do nothing. And yet, Jesus paid for everything, but he'll sit here just like this and do nothing if you don't come to him. Draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. That's what the Bible says, right? Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be open. The understanding there in the literal is that you knock and keep on knocking. You ask and keep on asking. You pursue him and you continue to pursue him and things get brighter and brighter and brighter all the time. The answers to the issues begin to be answered. Don't quit in hard times. Amen? Pray all the harder. About what? Well, the hard times have to do with other people, don't they? In most situations... The hard times have to do with people. See, this life would be really easy if there weren't people. Man, we could figure this thing out if it's just me and the trees and a few birds. Huh? A little bit of water. Right? Maybe a, maybe a surfboard or whatever, you know, something out there. I mean, as long as it was just me and I was just doing my own thing, then there wouldn't be any issues. But it's not that way. What's God about? He's about people. He wants you and I to be about people, and he doesn't want us just to, you know, 
be, a, be part of a clique and just people that like what we like. God wants you to be and learn how to be a person that steps out. And as I've shared with you before, has a top 10 list of people that don't like what you like, don't ne- are ne- not necessarily born again, but somebody that you're just going to be in their presence and love them and accept them. Because when people are loved and accepted, they open up and then they're ready to receive you. You try to shove any of this down someone's throat that's not ready for your God, man, you're going to have issues and problems all over the place. I have people, I have people a lot of times, they'll ask me, you know, what, what, what is it, you know, what is so special about your God? And I've, I've said this many times. I said, you know what? Someday I'll tell you that, but you're not ready for my God. I had one guy really get offended with me. What do, you, what do you mean I'm not ready for your God? So you want me to tell you, and I told him what I would tell him in the answer to his question, you want me to tell you this? Yeah, but I, I said, see right there, you're not ready for my God. Let's just be friends. Let's play golf. Let's, you know, come on. Be this, be that. Let, let's just be friends. Just be friends to people, right? But you grow all the time and be ready because one day they want what you have. It happens to me time and 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 time again. Man, I'm ready to pick the fruit. I'm ready. I'm there because I continue to build myself no matter what anybody else does. I'm going to grow in God whether anybody else does. I was in the Orlando airport last week, whatever it was, flying home. Flight got canceled. What, did, what happened to it? No, no, it just went far, it just got delayed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you're in the Orlando airport and 900 kids are hitting you with Mickey Mouse dolls and all kinds of stuff. You know, bam, bam. And you're thinking, oh, man. You can't even hide in Starbucks. I mean, there's Mickey Mouse is in Starbucks. And, I, and, and so, uh, you know, I'm just thinking, oh, another two hours. And this guy starts complaining about it. I wanted to. But he started complaining about it, and God just arrested me. Just be calm. Just chill out. And I spent the next hour and a half talking to this guy. Just, I mean, just, I, I don't know. I, 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 did, I didn't think about it till right now. I forgot about it. And I spent the next hour and a half talking to this guy. And you know what he, you know what he needed? He needed what I had. Could that flight have been canceled so I ministered to that guy? Probably. Well, Pastor, I don't know if you're all that special. I'm not that special, but God thinks about people. And if somebody's open and willing to share and shut their stuff down and take, you know, take a second fiddle position and not be all about storming the desk and demanding you find me another flight to get me home and because it's all world and life is all about me, I just shut it down. And there I was open to share things with this guy that he needed to hear. And the words that I shared with that guy will not return void. I, I, didn't, I didn't have some great testimony. I led the guy to the Lord right there in front of 10,000 people in the airport or whatever. No, I just shared. We just sat and talked. And the words I shared with that guy will not return void, but they will accomplish great things in his life. He needed that. You and I just need to be open and ready because God's all about people. He'll move heaven and earth to make sure somebody gets what they need. He'll do the same thing for you because, and if you know you're his favorite, 
You can be all about it happen for other people. You know it's going to happen for you. You don't have to be worried and fretful and all this. Why? Because of the love that he has for you. He loves you so much. And that, that supreme love we see manifested in Luke 23, 34. We see it here. This is, this is what that supreme agape love looks like. Verse 34. I'm going to read that in the New King James. This is Jesus on the cross after all he's gone through, after all the torture, the whipping, the dist- everything that he did, to, that, that we did to him, our sins did to him. He never sinned and he took all his sin and all the mistakes in life upon himself. And after he did everything that he did, these were his words. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. That's the ultimate love. You know how you play second fiddle, as the scripture said in Romans there? You know how you play second fiddle? Is that you learn to live life where nothing is about you. What? You learn that nothing is about you. Jesus came to be the perfect example to you and I. He was not the Son of God coming to the earth to prove that he was the Son of God. He was the Son of God coming to the earth to to become the Son of Man, like our elder brother, first and foremost. So we follow his example. When he said, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing, I'm telling you, he wanted in his head, in his heart, he didn't, in his head, he, he wanted to get relief. He wanted out of it because he lived in a physical flesh and blood body like you and I. When somebody does you wrong, your head's screaming. But the more you learn to develop your heart and hear what he says, he's going to show you how not to be about you, but how to be about the person that you're struggling with. You know, in the, in the, in the Roman scripture where it said, it said, don't quit, but pray harder. Pray harder for people. Learn how to pray for people that appear like they're doing you wrong, they're the ones that are miserable. They're the ones that are going through the difficult stuff. Learn how to pray for them instead of react. It's easy to react. Everybody reacts. Instead of reacting, let's pray. Don't quit in the hard times. See? Learn how to forgive. Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Now, you think about it. If when, when I was in the Orlando airport, and I watched this guy overreact, and my head wanted to overreact, right? But all of a sudden, I heard from my conscience, which is the voice of my spirit, my human spirit and the Holy Spirit are one. So the more I learn to program the rest of me to listen to my spirit man instead of my soul, as I program that and renew my mind, then in that type of situation, I can look at that guy that's overreacting. I mean, have you ever wanted to do what someone else did and then judge them for what they did? Well, listen to that guy. That poor attendant having to listen to that mess. I could have done the same thing, right? Instead, my heart was drawn to him. You know why? He doesn't know what he's doing like he needs to know. I do. For me to do that would have been wrong because I know better. 
But he didn't know what he was doing. You know what? It makes me easy. It makes it easier for me not to do what he did. <laughs> he kind of stepped up and took the place and did it, and, and it was easier. I wasn't going to do that, but it was easier for me to shut down. But not only do you shut down, but you, you ignite that thing on the inside of you that now is directed toward that person. And I had a long talk with this guy and able to minister life to him. See, those are the things that happen when you learn how to forgive somebody because they really don't know what they're doing. Oh, they know exactly what they're doing, that piece of work. Huh? Ah, oh, I saw her at it. Oh, she knows exactly what she's doing. She didn't know what she's doing. He didn't know what he's doing. He doesn't really know what he's doing the way you know what they're doing. And they need help. And you need help from the helper not to react to the way they're acting. And the more we get that, then we override those things and we see his way of doing and being right in action. And when you're involved in that, there's no limit to the other things in life that can happen to you. I'm just telling you, I'm giving you the way to great opportunities coming your way in this season that we're living in right now. Just right now. You can't do anything about the past. You can't make something else happen a year from now. But you can really be involved in today. Can you say amen? 1 Corinthians 13, and I'm going to end with this passage. <clears throat> and I'm going to read, I'm going to read this out of the Amplified from verse 4. And this is, this is the definition of love. This is the way, this is what love does always. So we're talking, what, what, we, what you and I need to know is how to function day to day. Okay? Day to day. That's how we need to know how to function. Well, something that would be good for you, in my life, I spent a long period of time in 1 Corinthians 13 from verse 1 to the end of the chapter. And I meditated and, and learned to really understand because when I first read that, I thought, man, I'm going to be, you mean be kind like this and be this and be this and be that and be this? And I thought, man, there's no way. Well, he didn't say I was. He said love is. Now, we read in 1 John 4 that if you're born of God and you know God, you have the ability to walk in love. If you know God, and if, you, if you're born of God and you're, and you're not developing the knowledge and the understanding of who God is and His ways of doing, then you don't have the ability and the capability of walking in love. So remember, as, we're, as I'm reading these, he's talking about love does this. So it says... Verse 4 in the Amplified, love endures long and is patient, and it's kind. Love never is envious. How often? Never. How much is that? 
That's never. I mean, that's never. I mean, never. I mean, never is love envious. Have you ever been envious? Okay, but love isn't. So, remember, what is love? It's God. So, God is never envious. So, if I, if I, if I, if I find myself, um, so, so let's, let's say I'm, let's say I'm at a, let's say I'm at a pastor's conference, and, um, I'm at the pastor's conference, and I'm sitting with some guys at a, at a table. I've been to many of them and sat at tables with them and those kind of things. And I'm at the pastor's conference, and a guy's talking about how large his church is, okay? And all the things that he's doing, and I'm thinking in the back of my mind, well, our church isn't that large number-wise. And the potential there is to be envious, but see, love isn't. Okay, and, and one of the things that love does, look down a little bit down to um, verse 6. This is what love does. It does not rejoice in injustice and unrighteousness, but it rejoices when right and truth prevail. Everybody say it rejoices. So see, I, I may not, I might want to be envious and frustrated and I may want to, you know, you know, react in a negative way or a jealous way or some kind of a deal like that, but love rejoices with people. Oh man, yeah, that's so awesome what you guys are doing. And, and the other thing is, when you know who you are and you're absolutely confident that God loves you and that you're doing what God told you to do, you can rejoice with other people because to compare myself with someone else in a different world, in a different city or whatever, would be like comparing an apple to an orange. See, and, and love will teach you how to do this. That's why we have to seek His kingdom. That's why we, quant, we can't quit when it's hard. When things get difficult, we can't quit because... What love, what God is wanting to do is to show you what life can really be like when you're never jealous, when you're never envious, when you're always kind, no matter what happens. So what better time than today practicing being kind in unkind situations? What does it profit you if you're kind to somebody that's kind to you? Anybody can do that. But to be kind to somebody that deserves to be slapped, or at least their knees taken out, <laughs> or a nine iron to the knee, <laughs> something. That's Tiger Woods. Anyway, um, or something. But yet you're going to act and talk and be a certain way that in the natural is not normal to do, then that's when the world begins to see that we're really real. The Bible says when, when, the Bible says in Matthew 22, when we have love for each other, the world will know that God is real. That's the way people get saved and healed and delivered and set free in life. When they see the love that we have for each other and, and people just begin to see someone be kind and not envious when the potential is there to do it. And you know, the world, people in the world have learned how 
to make other people feel threatened when you're in their presence. And God doesn't want you to react to those kind either. It's never envious, never boils over with jealousy, ever. Love is not boastful, does not display itself haughtily. Love is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. It's not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. Watch this. Here's one of my favorite. It's not rude. Love is not rude. What? Who are you? What do you want? I don't want to buy that stupid timeshare from so-and-so-and-so-and-so. I mean, you'll never see that person again, right? But you're sowing bad seed. You're not practicing. You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sure you're busy, and I'm sure things are whatever, but I really have no interest in that, and I appreciate you not calling again. Love doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness. And those phone calls seem like they're unrighteous. Anybody ever get those kind of phone calls? Like maybe a hundred a month? But you've got to practice being kind no matter what. Whether, you see, whether you'll never see another person ever again, you've got to practice being kind. Not being rude. Not having an attitude because you don't like what someone else said or what someone else did. You don't know what they're doing, you know? I mean, maybe it's the biggest, the most legit company on the planet. So just, you know, act like it is and move on. It's not, that's not about you, but you can block their number. Amen? And that's not rude because you're just tired of those calls coming in. I block up, I don't know how many a day. Um, it's not rude or unmannerly, does not act unbecoming. Love, God's love in us, does not insist on its own rights or its own way, it's not self-seeking, it's not touchy. I mean, we could go on and on and on for the next three months just talking about these last three things right here in this one verse. Rudeness, touchiness, and not insisting on your own rights in your own way. you got to be practicing. I'll just tell you this, if you're not married today, if you're not married and you're believing for a mate, don't be touchy and get touchy out of your life. I promise you, your spouse-to-be will be very appreciative of me challenging you not to be touchy and rude. Get touchy and rude out. Just get it out. I mean, get rid of touchy and rude. And you see what happens. Don't insist on your own right. I mean, so, so you're with somebody and you say, uh, uh, and, and you know exactly where you want to go eat. Say you're with, with two or three people. Uh, uh, l- l- let's, go to, let's go to Cracker Barrel. And uh, in the back of your mind, you can't stand to go in there, right? You can't stand to walk in the doors of Cracker Barrel, and you're thinking to yourself, am I going to insist on my own right? Or am I going to suck it up and go have a bowl of chili or cup of soup or something or do whatever it takes to not demand your own right in a situation. I mean, think about it. 
What if you have five people and everybody's thinking the same way? Man, you'll never figure out a place to go. I tell you what, it'd be better to be that way and to be working on things like that instead of always. Because see, when someone demands their way, if there's more than one other person that's involved, they probably don't like that, but most of the time we don't say anything about it. But yet we hold grudges against people because they want it their way. Well, you know what? And then when you're around someone else, then you talk about it. You know, so-and-so, we can't go anywhere then. Every time we go with them, all they want to do is what they want to do. Just think about you being the answer to that situation. You know what I think? I think that if a person that demands their, their rights all the time and you're around them, and you're kind to them, and you do what they want to do. You know what I think? I think because the laws of God are written on the heart of every person, that sooner or later, they're going to choose to let you do what you want. I just see, I, I see that happen time and time, over and over and over again. I see those kind of things happen. I know it happens that way. See, that's part of trusting God. You know, being second fiddle, not demanding your own rights, not doing it your way only, all those kind of things. When, when we choose to do the opposite of that, we're practicing, and then we're trusting God and learning to trust God. And you know what? When you actually do that for the first time and you've never done that before, I mean, all of a sudden, you begin to develop a taste and an appetite for it. I'm just telling you, that's God's way. That's love's way. The Bible doesn't lie. And 1 Corinthians 13 says, this is what love does all the time. And you know what the end of that verse says? Verse 7, love bears up under anything and everything that comes, is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and it endures everything without weakening. Love never fails. Never. So you want to win in life? Say it, I'm a lover. Say it again, I'm a lover. We're learning this month to walk in love and to understand what love really, really looks like. Can you say amen to that?